0: I'm Justin
1: Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
0: And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative.
1: You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only
0: podcast dedicated to fine tobacco.
1: All things reptile related.
0: And the people who love them.
1: As part of the Repeticulture Network. Boop, 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 boop.
0: I'm doing the the major league baseball. Doo, 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 doo. No, I don't. Uh,
1: hello. Hello. hello, 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 hello. What <laughs> is
0: going on? You know what's going on? Snakes and Stogies, episode one eighteen. That's what's going on. Oh man. Whew.
1: But not just only is it episode 118. It's episode 118 brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Cages, racks, you need it. They got it. I really need you to get your slider set up so I can get pictures because we need it for social media. I know. You're the only one that has it. And then I feel bad. I'm sorry. Puget Sound Pythons. Oh, why am I pointing behind me? Good Lord. I can never get this right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah uh facebook instagram check them out they've uh I, I think they're they're pretty far into breeding season with some stuff 100 percent, i believe man. so be on the lookout for anything they got for sale uh they're awesome people here Dude, those supporting new supporting uh, the herbeticulture network those new display
0: things for their show the display cases yeah Dude, if they get those that's that's fucking cool man that's some schnazzy stuff. Absolutely. Huge
2: stuff.
0: The fine people of the Pacific Northwest. So right. we're joined by two very unique individuals. Uh Snakes and Stokies is proud to present uh Bob and Mike from the Albuquerque. Well, let me rephrase that, the American International Reptile Museum. Did I say that correctly? N- almost. Rattlesnake thing- Museum. Not reptile. Oh, excuse me. Forgive me. Okay. Well, so, Bob and Mike, welcome to the show. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having us. It's been
0: uh, it's been an honor to
2: get to know you guys. And and episode one eighteen, that's going to be that's awesome. That's huge.
0: Same as my age. <laughs> <laughs> I oh want to say. man. Hey. <laughs> so before we get into the uh, the thick of it, as they say, Justin, what's new on your front, brother? <clears throat>
1: Finally got eggs from the Ladies Island female corn. Excellent. I, I was starting to get a little concerned. Um, uh, But so she uh dropped 13. They all look perfect. So Excellent. those are in the incubator. Gave her a meal today. She like really, she didn't look bad at all after laying. Like she, that's one of the reasons I didn't feed her a ton going into breeding her. Cause she was already pretty, pretty hefty. She's very sausage like. So I figured once she laid, she'd kind of be back to like where she probably should have been. Sure. So she's looking good. I put a, a meal in her and uh, just waiting on some other stuff to drop now. The Dion's looks like she's about to explode. I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty big clutch, which will be cool. Um, What's the average? With those, it seemed like it was kind of a pretty big range, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was anywhere between like three and 12 or something like that, but I feel like it might've been a higher number too. I have to double check, but she's an older so, girl. So I'm kind of glad that she's, you know, able to get, get some, some more progeny from her. Cause I don't know how much longer she'll, you know, before she gets retired as far as a breeder goes, but um, those are going to be interesting. Cause they hold onto the eggs for a really long time. Then they drop them eggs hatch after like a month in the incubator. So nice. It's a little, a little different. Um,
0: do you do the eggs at a cooler temperature because they are a cooler species or no?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I have the incubator set at eighty. I just went ahead and, and split the difference because I had it at like eighty-two with a seventy-eight night drop. I just said let's just keep it a constant eighty and and be done with it. So yeah, man. Um, female Jansen, I shed, so there's a possibility. It's not for sure that it's a prelay. I don't know. We'll see. I had them out yesterday. I did a deep clean on the cage, so that was like my my. Once every six months, yeah, look at them because I never see yeah. them, and you know get to check them, check out on them, and and see where they're did at. You, and... Did you palpate her at all or no? I didn't. She was getting pretty, pretty pissed off with me, so I just I left her be. I put her back in and and let it, let it ride. So, all right, fair enough. I don't know. She was. Well, she just. She started to like come back at me, and and you know she was doing the, the Ganyasuma thing where they puff up, and she's you know she was ready to throw. So I just. I just put her back and called it. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I don't like doing this to you. If you lay, you lay. It's all good. It's whatever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, just some corns um, right now and some other stuff in the works that I've talked about previously. So, Good stuff. Uh, I am smoking a Blackbird Cigar Company Crow this nice. evening. Been on kind of a Blackbird kick lately. They do really good stuff. This is the San Andreas Maduro wrapper. It's good, man. They, they got my pain. my trusty bang, you know?
0: Oh, a timeless classic. The, yeah, uh,
1: dude, their they're marketing, like, as far as packaging and stuff, is... Like, there's no one else doing it, and I think that's a big part of their success, is, like, you see the, all the brightly colored boxes and stuff on the shelf, and it just, you can't help but notice it. You know? Yeah, man. They've got all the different colors, and each one has its own sort of, I don't know, personality, in a sense, like, when you sure. look at it and...
3: <clears throat> it's that's just cool. It's, it's nice with. to see,
1: yeah. And they're they're really taking off too. I mean, we get in new brands, and we usually get a little cautious putting them on the shelf because usually there's like an initial like wave of of interest, and then it peaks, and then it just dies down, and that brand just stops selling. That's like everybody tries it, they have their opinion of it, and then it just kind of disappears. Um, but these guys have actually been selling really steady for us, like surprisingly for for a new brand for us. Um, so that's really refreshing. And I mean, we're sticking with them, which is another big thing. Like if yeah. they're doing well enough to where we end up placing a third order or a fourth order, like that's, that's good. that's, that's doing really well. So sure.
0: Do you give like a, a like a house rule where like, for example, in my store, my employer won't stock something or start carrying a line unless three to five people ask about it. Uh, about I wish we like had,
1: I, I wish we had that rule. Okay. Because we have guys that come in and they want one thing. And so, you know, Raj goes ahead and orders a ton of it. Well, by the time that we get it, that guy has moved on to something else. And now we're loaded up with a bunch of inventory that we got for one guy, which is, A, like, loading up a little extra as in, like, okay, I normally order three boxes. I'm going to order six. That's one thing. But when you go to order, like, ten or twelve because this guy has been coming in consistently wanting and buying these. And then all of a sudden he finds something new and he moves on to that. And now you're stuck with those 10 boxes of, you know, whatever. So, Yeah. I, I drank Mountain
0: Dew for six months. Now it's time to switch to Dr. Pepper.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's exactly yep. it. And it's, it's, you're with any new cigar brand and new being anything that's, you know, come out within the last like five years or so. You're it's a gamble, like you're rolling the dice. Like they're either going to do really well or they're going to do really poorly. And you have you always have that initial wave because people see them, they've seen them on Instagram, they've seen them online, they want to try them. They do some come back, some don't. So it's we've had a few that just landed super flat for us, like the Oscar Valadares stuff. You know, we had the Leafs, those were really popular. We've had some of the other stuff, and they just they they. (laughs) They landed really flat. Aladino, that's a newer one we got a couple months ago. That hit a wall. I mean, it barely even got over the wall in the first place. It just, like, it died. And it's, frankly, it's because of some of the stuff I've had from them. It's not bad, but it just it wasn't anything that said I had to come. I have to grab another one. I have to try it again. I have to smoke it again. Like, it was just, yeah. it's a cigar. It's not bad. It's not great. I'm just going to, if I'm going to spend that much money on something, I'm going to spend it on something I know I like, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: And who, who produces the LED No?
1: I couldn't even tell you. Okay. Who knows? I don't.
0: Word. You don't. If, if you don't, well then.
1: Oh, it, it wait, no. To... It's one of the uh, the IROAs, so the guys that do CLE. Oh, okay, okay. Some of the other brands, I think it's, it's one of theirs, yeah, because they have one that's like Julio IROA um mm, okay. and that is one of their better that line in particular that i'm thinking of i don't remember the name of it but that is the better one of what we got in because i got one it's like the vintage or something like that and i smoked and it was straight garbage I was not ah, into it shame um and the connecticut yeah, was extremely underwhelming so
0: it almost blah blah smoking white paper
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah well i was in the mood for something rich and uh I usually keep a handful of VSGs and I realized that I didn't have any so when I went to get more stuff I grabbed a wizard because mm-hmm. I haven't had a wizard in a long time and I wanted that rich super oily you know toro so that's what we're going with tonight.
1: So. That's one of those lines man I feel like when the last couple of times I've smoked them they just weren't the same there was something just I don't know if they did like the old switcheroo with the blend and didn't tell anybody or what, but they're just not as good as I remember them being. Like flavor wise, I was just surprised because I was I just remember when I first started smoking, I got into those, and I was like, these are phenomenal. It was like one of the best Ashtons I'd ever had. And now I smoke, and I'm just kind of it just it doesn't it tastes watered down, I guess. And I don't think it's necessarily like my palate or anything like that. I think it's I don't I don't know. It could have just been that box we had on the shelf, but. Well, you, it, what it
0: is, is you're, you're smoking so many Chrome bags that, you know, you've you've the Ashton is just not the same.
1: I've licked gold. Why would I go and taste silver?
0: <laughs> Touche. Well, enough about tobacco. We got guests.
1: Yeah, got, man, they're, I feel bad because they're just like, yeah, I don't Do you guys you guys sell or no? Them?
2: Yeah, we're learning over here. I uh, I, I enjoy a Cohiba every now and again. I I couldn't name them, but uh, after living down in Florida, Cohiba was like the thing to thing to do. So, and I might I might get chewed up in the comments for this, but I enjoy those acid cigars.
1: Dude, the- those things pay the bills. I can't I can't even talk smack about it. that's the Bud Light of cigars right there, man. <laughs> it sells itself.
0: It's the gateway drug, bro. It's it, it
1: is. It. Yeah. Almost everyone I know. Or anybody you talk to that smokes cigars, be like, "What did you first start smoking?" It's like nine times out of ten, it's almost always acids.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I found out uh, a convenient way that uh, the blondies will actually fit in my AR fifteen stock perfectly, where the where the batteries go. (laughs) So if you ever need one on the run, you know that's awesome. It's always always there. That's Um, fantastic, Bob. I don't know about you. Are you a cigar guy?
4: I'm not a cigar guy. I collect cigar boxes. However. If they're named for a reptile, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's I super can't cool. tell you the names off off the top of my head. You guys might know them off the top of your heads. Anything yeah, come cool. to mind? There's I, so I, many
1: brands yeah. now; it's just insane.
4: <laughs> mm. Like beers, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot like we,
0: beers. We gotta do a show on that, you know, cigars that are branded around snakes. We, we, we gotta we got to make a list or something for the for the Facebook page or for the website. That'd be cool. Or we
1: could just find a way to make our own. Ah. This
0: Stogie is exclusive Stogie.
1: Wait, I've been want- told it only costs about $5,000 to start a cigar brand. Really? I don't know how truthful that is. I know like that's the easy part. It's getting it out there and in front of people. That's the hard part. And that's what costs the most. But you can get, you know, it may not be like a truly unique blend or something. But you can buy a blend from a factory, get your mm-hmm. bands made in your boxes or whatnot, and and do that. It has crossed my mind, though. I thought, yeah, about
0: I, I wonder how much of that is straight, you know, tobacco, and the rest of it's just you know marketing and shipping and production mm-hmm. and paying the graphic designer to make the band and whatever all the crap that comes with it, you know.
2: But well, I'll tell you what, I mean, we'll only, you know, we'll only charge you guys like maybe 10% off the top for coming up with the idea.
0: And we'll uh, <laughs> mark Jesus. them
2: here in the in the museum, no problem.
0: Hey man, the VIG's only 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
0: uh.
1: Yeah, so I got this crow and then I got a, what's it called? I don't remember the name of it. They're all named after a bird, which is kind of a cool thing. If you're into that,
0: if you're into that oh, kind the, of thing, the,
1: this is the Coco, which is a Criollo wrapper, which is that's probably a- my favorite out of what they do because you don't see Criollo rappers a lot. Yeah, you are a fan of them. Criollo and Corojo, that's where it's at. So let's get into,
0: let's get into snakes, man. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves better than we could have? And, uh, Give us a little rundown about what you guys do and a little bit about the museum, and we'll go from there.
4: Sounds good. Bob, you want to go first? Sure. I'm Bob Myers. I uh, run the Rattlesnake Museum in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and have done that since 1990. I was uh, called vintage just before we uh, went on air, but I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we see a lot of people. Uh, We teach a lot of people. And uh, I feel that's uh, an, impar- an important part of herpetology, getting the word out. Uh, we house here, here. a large collection of rattlesnake species here 34 at the moment, species and subspecies. Wow. And uh, quite a few other reptiles and amphibians, um, most uh, tied into the rattlesnake subject one way or another uh the gila monster for its venom Uh, king snakes for their their, uh, interest in rattlesnakes as food um snakes that uh imitate rattlesnakes uh, shaking the tail uh making a hissing sound that sounds rattle like uh these kind of things we have some arachnids scorpions and spiders for their venom we also compare bee venom to snake venom here and Mike,
2: I'm going to follow that? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is Mike Armijo. Um, I've been I've been a patron of the museum um, for for a little while. I've always lived in Albuquerque, and I've always wanted to come here for the years and years that I've been <laughs> interested in snakes. Um, and I finally was able to connect with Bob recently and and help him out uh, getting the social media aspect off the ground and and, and getting involved with. Uh, the 21st century, as I call it, um, and uh, yeah, being being a snake keeper and a snake appreciator and advocate, uh, it's it's only you know it only makes sense to come down and, and be able to help Bob get the message out there to so many more folks that either haven't been to the museum yet or have heard about it and want to learn more. Uh, just you know anything we can do to get the, get the message out there, get the education across, and just uh, just help these snakes kind of live. Uh, we live in an area that's uh, pretty popular for some of these species, and uh, not a lot of locals don't know enough. I think so. You know, anything yeah. we can do to kind of to push the message and and push the the their learning curve and and be able to expose people to the positives of these animals is, that's uh, awesome, is a
3: bit...
2: Yeah. So I've been in IT for a while, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Why don't I just combine both passions? Um,
4: and and help Bob here and, and like I said, spread the word. He has been a big help. We conned him into helping us clean cages yesterday. Oh, man. I don't know if he was ready. <laughs> nice, nice. I
2: mean, that's how that's
0: how they get you.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: I was gonna say I, I'm used to cleaning cages at home, but man, when you got to clean somebody else's, it's like you know the the spotlight's on you. But uh, I think I think I did. All right. <laughs> I think I
0: did all right. Nice, that's great, and I, I love how you guys have live animals and it's it's still a museum because i think so many people hear the word museum and they think of ancient stuff and they think of you know historical artifacts and they think of taxidermy but you guys have everything alive and it's the same concept it's a museum it really is the displays and and everything but it's alive and i think that's that's a great thing right half
4: the museum are the living specimens. And I think that draws people in, mm-hmm. but they're surprised to find out that we have artwork and artifacts, all yeah. reptile. So even the kids get into it, um, some collectibles and uh, some su- surprises. People come in and they are uh, pleasantly surprised. I think they usually leave with a smile on their face. Uh, right now we have a Steve Irwin Memorial for those 20 and older. I find under twenty years old, they don't have a good memory of Steve Irwin.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Uh, we've got right now on exhibit an original John Audubon, the only rattlesnake uh, watercolor that he did, uh, a set the gal- awesome. last wear that was designed in the 1960s, all reptilian. And uh, so people that um, that come in just for the snakes are surprised. And pleased that there's a lot more than that here.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, we kept... that's, that's fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah, we fill we fill the groove with not you know not only the educational aspect, but then uh, you know Bob has an amazing gift shop set up in the front, so uh, we're kind of in a in a more touristy style area, and a lot of people uh, they they tend to kind of gravitate to this part of town so they can get a, a bit of not only New Mexico but you know Albuquerque history, and then uh you know they we have the museum they can check out the specimens and and that type of thing but then also get like the gift shop experience for the more i guess you could say in in a way reptilian side of things um even you know with with kind of going with the theme uh, of everything so it's it's uh it's well-rounded for sure um grab i
0: want to go just for the gift shop man the pictures (laughs) are awesome
2: I was gonna say, uh, Bob and I have been talking. We're gonna be doing some giveaways here shortly for some uh, rattlesnake museum gear. So, like shirts, hats, uh, some coffee mugs, um, stickers, a few different things. So, keep an eye out for that. Um, that that should be happening pretty shortly. So, uh, we'll keep you guys posted for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. We we try and do as much uh, charity stuff as we can. That's you know snake related and conservation related and. We, uh, we work, uh, our major organization that we do a lot of stuff with is the uh, Snake Snakebite Foundation, which does uh, snakebite treatment and education in, in most parts of Africa as well as worldwide. So we'll definitely uh, link up with you guys and do oh, some, wow. some charity stuff in the future.
1: And we have some, some pretty serious raffles in the works coming up here soon. Okay. Um, I'm hoping within the next couple of days, actually, to kick off the first one, so... Okay, we can talk yeah. about yeah. that at the end of the show, Phil. If you want to get into that later when we're when we're wrapping up, we can. Yeah, absolutely. Go over that, absolutely.
2: Yeah, we'd love
0: to.
1: But be able yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, how do you? Yeah, how do you guys go about finding those artifacts and you know the the one off paintings and stuff like that? Like, that's not something that you typically would come across. I guess just sort of perusing antique shops and stuff. It's,
4: right. You know, I, I used to do a lot of that. Um, I'm on the internet every night for three or four hours talking to people around the world that are uh, collectors and not necessarily uh, uh, reptile collections, but uh, Shoot sheet music collectors. I collect sheet music if it's reptile related Um, album cover art uh, medical items um, Artwork of different kinds from neon art to oil paintings and, uh, so I've made a lot of friends and, uh, beyond that, we get, uh, 50, 60,000 people through every year. And a lot of those people get interested in the collections themselves. They'll remember some item they've got at home. It's sitting around collecting dust. It might be a Steve Irwin collectible and they'll stick it in the mail. So we get a lot of surprises too. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I was actually going to ask you, I saw you have all the license plates on the ceiling I assume that those are donations and people are like, hey, here's my old plate. You know, that, that's awesome.
4: Well, yeah. In the gift shop, there are plates from uh, states around the country. And th- those were sent to us by customers. That collection was started by one of the customers. I don't know if Mike showed you the collection of her plates, though, uh, within the museum. It's a lot of fun. And a lot of those have come in from uh, zoo keepers. Uh, they got a new license plate and they send their old one down here so uh we'll have to show them if we have it yeah definitely uh we've
2: got we have a a lot of content i will say um we've we've barely scratched the surface uh with instagram um the plan is to potentially take over twitter as well um youtube
4: musk just did that
2: oh i know yeah that's (laughs) good. Scratch that uh no uh we're also planning. Uh, the YouTube ch- uh, channel has already been created, so content will be coming shortly, uh, shortly for that as well. So keep an eye out. I'll keep you guys posted for that also. So yeah, like I said, we're just we're trying to take over and and you know just get um, as much content to, to as many folks as possible. Uh, also with the Patreon um, in the works as well. That way, uh, those funds can can provide some behind the scenes footage, kind of give everyone a you know. a a little bit more detailed, look at a few different things, but then also have that, you know, be able to support the, support the animals in the museum that much further. Um, but yeah, I mean, you name it, Bob has it. And if not, he knows somebody that does, and it's probably in the mail as we speak kind of thing. So it's, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to see because again, you know, being, being a a herpetology guy, it's like, you know, you kind of keep an eye out for that because most people, they don't, you know? And, uh, when when you see stuff that you recognize, or you know you've seen maybe as a kid, and 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 then Bob's like you know he's just as excited as you know when we saw it for the first time. It's uh it's cool to it's cool to see that. So kind of keeps the thing going. And then uh, my daughter, she's she's eight, so like I'm teaching her on a daily basis. Uh, you know how you know how to do this, how to take care of this. You know what what the passion is uh, regarding different aspects of it. And uh, even now, she's kind of picking it up. Oh, check that out! I think Bob, I think Mr. Bob has one of those. So it's cool to see for sure.
1: <laughs> I have that old rattlesnake ashtray that I used to use all the time. I should, I should send out. That's still, that's still here. It's just buried under some stuff on the shelf over there behind the TV. <laughs> buried
4: under ash. <laughs> right, the, the old uh, ceramic uh, cowboy. No, pie. this.
1: I think this one was actually a living rattlesnake at one point and it is, oh, I forget okay. it was, it's from Texas somewhere. I don't know. My uncle found it and gave it to me and I used it for a little while. And then it just took up too much space. and was too, uh, it was too much. So
4: well, we appreciate
1: it. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. I'm sure I could dig up, you know, I got, <laughs> I got one of the first uh, like nest boxes that Eugene Bissett used for breeding green tree pythons that I won in one of the carpet fest auctions a couple years ago that just sits in my garage that I, cherish my drives my wife crazy because it's just a wooden box she's like why <laughs> why are you keeping this i was like you don't understand there's
0: her it's her history man exactly right. her history we uh we to
1: get rid of it
2: right we uh we kind of got put on the map on uh on national television for a little bit there i don't know if you guys recall craig ferguson and his uh his infamous coffee mug that uh he would have on his desk and it seemed like every guest would be just shocked by what it was and it was a coiled up rattlesnake pretty pretty sizable and uh he's actually a somewhat frequent guest into the museum
4: he comes in here when he's in town
2: um so yeah he and he was always it was cool because he was always kind of give us an, a you know giving us a plug because you know these world famous actors would be like where did you get that come from mm-hmm. and you know he would he would plug the museum and I'm not even going to try to do his accent, uh, but, uh, (laughs) you know, he uh, it was cool because even even those folks with Albuquerque being a film town nowadays, um, you know, they it would be enough for them to like, oh, hey, that's a thing. Let's go check it out. You know, so we uh, we're definitely appreciative of of him and all of his crazy talents and and humor. So but uh, yeah, we have his actual mug on display in the museum as well. So you can come and, and check that out, which is For me, it's great because, like I said, I used to love watching that guy. That's cool, man.
4: That that started, um, uh, one of the gals was doing a TV show here in town. Um, She was going to be a guest on his show and knew he was a fan of the Rattlesnake Museum. So she came in the day before she went to California, bought uh, T-shirts and ball caps and um, all kinds of memorabilia and that big rattlesnake mug and he made such a big deal about it smashing his old mug and he kept the uh, new mug on his desk all the time his guests would question that and we did get a lot of free commercials it was great (laughs) we sold a lot of those mugs too
0: that's awesome
4: and for whatever it's worth if anybody's listening and interested we don't have them right now Uh, another death due to covid
0: Oh, well, I'm sure we'll 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 get more in the future, I'm sure. That's that's awesome, man. I'm
4: hoping so. We're working on it.
0: That's super cool. Super cool. So, the animals that you guys have on display, did is there any regulations because of like New Mexico natives or or how does that work?
4: Uh there are. We have a special permit to to uh show venomous animals to start with and some of the protected species like the gila monster mm-hmm. we work closely with demon fish which helps a lot and we do some work for them like re- rescues of snakes and other reptiles they'd rather not uh cobras and crocodilians that kind of thing oh there's that mug I, yeah i see it on the screen <laughs> that's pretty cool we do have the original mug back here. When his show was coming to a close, uh, I called him and explained to him that we got a lot of his, his fans into the museum. And uh, wouldn't it be fun to display that mug here at the museum? He thought that was a good idea. He sent that mug and uh, there was another mug being used by Jeff Peterson, his skeleton uh, co-host. And he sent a bunch of uh, his TV show t-shirts and ball caps uh return the favor and pictures of himself with a mug. so it's a nice collection and, and uh, a lot of people are uh, are getting a grin when when they see that collection here
2: Including that's me. super
0: cool yeah. that's it's great. great it's a great story <laughs> I love it
2: uh one of the things that uh caught my eye and I've I had it for the longest time on, on the last three vehicles I owned, but Bob was putting out some rattlesnake Museum uh, license plates for, because New Mexico doesn't require a front plate. So we could run, you know, technically, um, I'm not going to say anything you wanted, but, you know, um, close, close enough to it. Yeah, um, and, a
0: fun plate in the front.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, for, I would say for, I've had that thing 10 years now. And my, my newest truck, I I don't have a mount for it. So I got one in the mail. So my plate's going back on, but (laughs) it's funny. If you, if you drive around town long enough, you'll see rattlesnakes on fronts of cars. And uh, that was a gift uh, from a buddy of mine that I used to play music with. Um, He actually picked it up for me and then uh, shout out to my buddy, Kevin. Uh, But he, uh, he grabbed that for me and and I, I threw it on my truck and I've had it on there ever since. And you get, you get either surprise looks like oh hey I know where that's from or okay what's the story tell me more about it and you know I I won't pass up, you know pass up a conversation so I'm like yeah go see Bob go down to the museum and this is yeah, right you know this is before I even had a, a face to the name kind of thing and uh so yeah the the, the snakes going back up on the new truck um just be, should be a matter of a couple of days and we'll, we'll be
4: representing the museum all over again
0: nice the, the quintessential conversation starter
4: Exactly. It yeah. was. We did the plate with the uh, logo snake. I don't know if it's visible on the screen. Uh, just the snake, not the name. So it, it was a curiosity, and a lot of people were asking questions, and
0: that was the idea. Yeah, man. That's the goal. I love it. So you said over 35 species of rattlesnake? 34. 34. So I'm not going to – make you rattle them all off pun intended but uh (laughs) but uh it's it's funny because some of the people in the chat they're like what's in the yellow what's in the yellow cage behind you it's moving you know Uh what's in the box right um how many are they all on display all the time or do you guys have like a zoo scenario where you kind of rotate stock out um and like change things around or is it always the same animals that people can you know i don't want to say get attached to but y- you see where i'm going with this
4: yes right. we we do have an animals off exhibit um their future uh, exhibit animals young ones uh we've got retired animals off exhibit that are showing their age we've got uh, mates for those on exhibit and we do rotate uh some of the animals out uh we've got a gila monster on exhibit right now that's uh, about to turn 34 years old so she's wow. a lady. Yeah, we've got quite a few uh, elderly animals here. Uh,
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Do, do you know if she was field collected back when you could, or is she captive bred even though she's that old? She was captive bred uh,
4: 1988 at the San Diego Zoo. I she's literally older than me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not by That's much. Awesome. But she is older than more than half the planet. <laughs>
0: that's that's crazy to think that that's awesome have you ever bred her or no no okay that's probably better off that way
4: (laughs) yeah that's why she's lived so long
0: yeah exactly right yeah he's healthy
4: and happy very active
0: awesome do you guys do any breeding at all for the museum or your own personal private stuff
4: we do back in the beginning beginning we did a lot of breeding uh but uh it was more of a sport and now we do breeding, uh, if there's a need for a particular species at another zoo and we'll try to provide that. If we can, we need a heads up, a uh, right. couple of years advance notice, but, uh, we do that. We cool, cool some of the animals down
0: in the winter and, uh, get them ready. That's awesome. Yep. Do you have any coals in the fire right now? So to speak, um, not to speak of
4: nothing important. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, sorry. Good job. No, go ahead. I was about to ask another question. I got got a little passion project with, uh, with some mobile pythons at the house. So that's been a, that's been a fun thing to watch those guys get big. And I was able to get those guys locally, which is really cool. And, uh, watch them, watch them grow and do their thing. But maybe, uh, maybe in the near future, might have something along the lines with them. Um, some of the scorpions that are on exhibit, uh, came from, uh, a close friend, the same guy that, uh, that put me onto the plate. He, uh, he's, he's been doing remarkable things with a lot of arachnids. So he's, he's been producing some great scorpions. Um, half of my house is full of the stuff that he's produced. Uh, so I've got, uh, I've got some young guys, so no, no future projects with them, but, uh, the, the bugs on display, well, minus the desert hairy, I guess, um, were produced um, locally as well so just a few things not 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 too too much like i said when when it's needed more than more so than anything but uh fun stuff nonetheless
4: mike brought in some uh, new scorpions for us uh, we have uh, the next generation going we're about to return the favor ready to take those home <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I brought in some uh, Androctonus fat tail species.
1: Yeah, we just had a whole episode last week all about. We were talking about scorpions for the entire like two and a half hours, man. That's awesome.
2: Wow. Yo, that's great. Uh, yeah, so I had I had picked up basically a collection from somebody that was getting out of the hobby, and mm-hmm. uh, I still have. I think I have three Australias and then one Hector morph at the house and then uh bob ended up with a pair of of normal australis and then uh i've got more death suckers and i knew it you know know what to do with <laughs> um which i i mean I've, I've always had that problem and then you know i get rid of them and then somehow they come back um so yeah i've got i've got those guys but i, I can't convince bob to take the death stalkers from me but maybe one of these days we'll see what happens um and then hopefully also going to be building a display for uh for the museum uh regarding some scorpions as well so we'll see again keep you guys posted with that information and and, and let you know what's uh what the status is with that but um yeah I'll have to watch that episode and and, and see what uh, what you guys are chatting about cuz that's uh that's kind of my wheelhouse at the moment is just playing, yeah. playing with bugs
1: <laughs> yeah we I, I mean I had a hardcore phase where I was keeping a, almost nothing but scorpions and tarantulas like phils mm. always had something or another it sounds like and he sent me an endronk drunkenness this is a housewarming present that's not too bad he sent yeah. me a bicolor. he's like he told me what one was going to be it was some like murderous gracilis that could not be kept in a group because it just killed all the females i guess or yeah something. well <laughs> you know, i
0: i had field collected like five or six adult gracilis and i was like oh they're they're florida they're communal like they'll be good and i set them up in a little 10 gallon and it that one big girl just Ate all the other ones so i was like you're getting that bug
1: <laughs> so, he sent me that in the bicolor and i was like "Oh, okay he didn't tell me that the bicolor was he said there's something else in the box it's hot and i was like okay yeah like, god get only finished. knows yeah, yeah
0: right so. yeah so, so and you guys where you guys are at you have four no five species of native scorpion
2: uh that yeah, if memory serves, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I think
0: you've you've got one Hedrus or two hadrurus, you got two vehovas, okay. and I think you got one diplocentris, right? Yeah, so, and every now and again I might be we'll, wrong.
2: No, yeah, and then every now and again we'll get some bark scorpions cruising around too. I oh, think awesome. they, they they catch one of those how do you say the haboos or or whatever they call them in Phoenix? I think they catch those and ride over because every now and again really, yeah, I'll have some folks say, Hey what is this bug? Come get it out of my house kind of thing. And um, sure enough, it'll be uh, a Centroides cruising around. So
0: that's awesome. Uh,
2: yeah. So, I mean, obviously Centroides are the hottest that, that we get out here, but uh, the, the Behovis and all those guys, those they're super fun. I mean, you can, yeah. you, you can flip anything out in the Mesa and, and be able to find at least a handful of those guys on a good day. That's uh,
0: awesome.
2: We have the Sulfugids that run around out there also. Um, that's cool. The, the the ever popular uh, tarantula hawk wasp is always you know out there doing its thing and man those guys are fun to watch because they're just yeah. always on mission just ready to go and so you know you got to be on your toes when when they're cruising around um, and then the wow. velvet I don't know if you guys have seen those but oh yeah
0: good. those are awesome
2: yeah they're really really fun
0: super cool that's awesome
4: we do a lot of rescues here at the museum too we get in unexpected things all the time
0: um mostly exotic or a lot of native stuff too uh
4: both uh people's pets unwanted pets um, an awful lot of kids go off to college and leave their pets behind with parents they get tired of that <laughs> and we we get those animals in uh we pick up rattlesnakes out of people's yards and move them on uh, we get in, in injured animals uh, on a pretty regular basis we try to take care of those Wildlife rescue here in town takes care of birds and mammals. And uh, if they get in any reptiles or amphibians, they send them our way.
1: You guys just trade. We <laughs> do. Yeah. Yeah. We get
4: a bird in uh, and then we, we send it to them.
0: That's awesome. That's super cool. It's like, I'll give you two possums and a finch for your bull snake.
1: <laughs> Something Something like those that. five atrocs. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. That's it.
0: Yeah. that's awesome.
1: That's super So how, cool. how difficult was it? I'm sure it's probably changed, but I mean, in the beginning, because Al- like New Mexico in general is in terms of like native wildlife and stuff, it's fairly strict in terms of like messing with stuff and collecting and has it always been that way or was that was it, was not as strict as Arizona,
4: but yeah, uh, some things are hands off. Uh, there, there are limits as to the number of s- some animals you can pick up uh, for the pet trade um yeah a few that are totally hands off we get Gila monsters in New Mexico the uh, modelled rock rattlesnake the narrow narrow-headed garter a few others are are hands off for most people
2: and then I think hots in the city limits including native species are are definitely a no-no you got to keep an mm-hmm. eye out for that stuff
4: so. you, you can get a permit for these things
2: yeah um which there's been been uh, a lot of progress with that uh, one of the first times actually and I don't know if I've ever told you this but the first time I stepped foot in the museum was for a meeting regarding the CITES list and how everything was going to be classified and how the state was going to handle things and uh, the big reps were in here and they did a they did a little presentation and it was uh, it was an interesting group because there was a lot of people a lot of passionate folks number one but there was a lot of people that were you know, on one side of the corner or the other. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was an interesting kind of conversation to have, but, uh, yeah, that was literally the first time I've ever walked in here. And I mean, that was a, that was a good number of years ago, but, uh, yeah, city limits are are definitely, you know, a a big, big piece of the pie when it comes to, you know, what, what
0: people want to keep. Yeah. I know I have a friend that lives out in your neck of the woods and, uh, he's not a snake guy at all, but, uh, he had looked up, you know, your local laws and he had texted me. He's like, dude, I don't think you can touch anything out here. (laughs) So, uh, obviously that's not, that's not completely false, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to always know that, you know, the district, the the county, the city, the borough, it's always got its own niche set of laws and rules, but it's awesome that you guys have the ability to do all that you do in, in city, you know? Mm. I think
2: that lends towards the the educational aspect is you know oh, of course hey, you, you know you you can't just go to somebody's house or just you know cruise around out you know out in the Mesa and hey, hey what does this do does will this thing hurt me kind of thing you know come in here you know we'll teach you everything you want to know and then some um, don't get me wrong field herping is is a blast um, there's some really really cool things to see uh, we're we are fortunate in the fact that you know with Arizona being a little bit more limiting uh, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know the fact that you can go out and get some good photographs, you know, have a good experience, and you know, come out safe and alive is is I think it's huge. I think it it lends it lends to the hobby pretty well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. It. You think?
2: Yeah, coming perfect. out alive. Yeah, that too. Good, good. We'll have to. I don't have a a certificate on me, but we'll have to show you guys a certificate and kind of. What, what you what you get if you do make it out of here alive? Everybody gets a certificate of bravery.
0: Nice, <laughs> excellent.
2: Yeah, it's fun. That's it's fun. awesome. The kids, I mean, I think at first they they kind of freak out. And they're like, "Oh man!" Like, and then they you know they come through and they they do the thing, and then they're like, you know, you can see the the the, the proud looks on their faces as they walk out, and they're like, "Oh, I know, I know this. <laughs> I'm like, I know that feeling. I've been there."
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's a super great idea to do for just positive reinforcement, you know, even because I imagine you guys doing all the, you know, school field trips and church youth groups and whatever else makes their whatever group of individuals and kids comes and makes their way into the museum that you're, you're never going to have everyone that's like us, you know, so it's cool to have that positive reinforcement of you know what, even though you didn't, you weren't a big fan of being here, you still made it through buddy.
4: Exactly. A lot of the people that come in, most of the people that come in are not herpers. Uh, they're here for a thrill. A lot of them claim to be phobic, but they're curious or fascinated by the subject. So they'll come through and uh, a little bit of reading and a uh, little bit of coaxing goes a long way. And these people get over some of that fear, just being here. Yeah. I don't think just the, the rattlesnake Museum any zoo if they if they Mm -hmm. are willing to go in and learn a little bit they'll learn that these are not such horrible animals i can't tell you how many times i've been told uh by people that they've been chased by rattlesnakes (laughs) and
1: uh they're telling the wrong guy yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's awesome that there's just it's like a i mean it's a souvenir too it's something for that they're they're going to see that and they're going to think back to it and remember it you know there's 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 a good connection there, mentally. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there is something about, about snakes that even if you're scared of them, there's this tiny shred of curiosity to varying degrees that people cannot ignore. Because I mm-hmm. found that to be the case when anytime I've done educational stuff, even the people that are deathly afraid, they can't help but look at it even if they're 20 yards away. Yeah. Like, they're still kind of, they're still curious enough to, it, it's just something I think it's ingrained in our our, like, primitive DNA of, like, it's just,
4: and you know, movie it's, prime, it. it's
1: a primal thing. Yeah.
2: Right, what was that quote you had yesterday, Bob? About, uh, I can't remember the zoo, but people watch more like
4: snakes than they watch
2: like the pandas. What was Oh, it? I was talking about a
4: study done at the National Zoo. Uh, one of the old curators there, um, retired, uh, did a survey. He went uh, area to area around the zoo and recorded the amount of time people spent looking at the animals. And he discovered more people would watch a sedentary anaconda in the reptile house than the panda bears, which is interesting. We think panda bears mm-hmm. are you know the ultimate zoo yeah. animal. And yet people spent, spent more time in the reptile house. So uh, it's interesting. I think it's That's that awesome. curiosity, the fascination yeah. and... and that's fear to a certain extent i i always compare it to riding a roller coaster for me yeah. uh, i'm scared to death of them and i get on them anyway right
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. i uh, was i cool. was able to speak to a lady that was leaving the museum last weekend and uh, she walked in a little apprehensive she was with her husband and they were from out of state and so i just kind of like took a mental note like let's see you know let's see what happens when they come out so I was able to catch them on the way out and I was like hey you know if you don't mind me asking how did you know what you think how, how did you like the museum and she's like she was the same thing she was like man I was scared of snakes from the, you know from the word go even if you mentioned the word you know she was on edge kind of thing and she's like now she's like I love this place you know I'm like man that's that's cool to see you know because it, it comes at all ages, you know, and, and like I said, even, even being out here in the desert, you would think that, you know, we have giant rattlesnake statues up, um, near the airport. And it's like, you know, it's part of, it's part of our culture. It's part of, you know, our, our area. It's, it's just what we live in kind of thing. And then, you know, when you see other folks come in and, and their whole perspective changes, it's really, really cool to see because, you know, for us, I don't know, for me, I'm like, Hey, Maybe me being that little bit of an advocate is, is enough to, you know, kind of progress and, and push that education, you know, mm-hmm. to all parts of the world, thankfully, because we have so many guests that come through. So that's my yeah. pat on the back for myself. Well,
1: <laughs> well, I think a lot of it, too, is is letting people sort of dip their toe in at their own pace, I guess, like they're getting to yeah. to learn and see these things on their own terms. It's not being like thrust upon them. You know, they to. can take their time and look at these things and see the history and all the other, you know, the artifacts and the other like museum stuff, and then seeing the live animals. You know, they can they can learn at their own at their own leisure, at their own yeah. pace. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I
2: think that's huge, um, and I mean, there's and you you guys will be able to see. Hopefully, we can have you guys out, um, but uh, you'll get to see kind of how all of it kind of interacts with even modern day culture. We have uh, like a, a drink collection. And I mean, like the cigar boxes we were talking about, it's that kind of thing, you know, most people will just look right past it, not even notice it. But then, you know, he, you know, here's a hundred different bottles or so of some kind of reptile or, or snake theme kind of, uh, you know, everyday item. And people just don't, you know, they don't think about it. And then,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, now, when you're in that environment, you're like, oh, hey, well, I do remember that, or, you know, like whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever the recollection is. So it's, it's cool to see, because like I said, to see that, uh, the realization in people's eyes is, is kind of
4: fun because you're like, oh, yeah, they're getting it. <laughs> Mike's talking yeah, it's about
0: awesome. a,
4: a collection of bottles and, uh, and cans of beer, beer and other beverages with reptile names or labels. And um, it is quite a collection and keep keeps pe- people busy for a while but uh that's one of those things that, that i get in the mail all the time here's a beer from uh, virginia you don't have this one i had a couple mm-hmm. little old ladies come in last year and they had been in a year before that and they said we we studied your collection of bottles and we noticed you don't have copperhead ale and they had a <laughs> six set it down on the that's counter. awesome
0: yeah, it was. that's fantastic I, I think it's it's also great too because <laughs> yeah right it's <laughs> also great too because you're you're catering to people that you know that aren't necessarily there for the reptiles themselves but they're yeah, with you're someone who a is connection
1: between something they're in. yeah you know and who knows that's that's exactly yeah.
0: yeah some guy who like a connection smokes between cigars. other people's hobbies yep, yeah
4: yep, an interest yeah yeah
0: I think brilliant. you'll enjoy and, the cigar let's be real. It's quintessential Americana, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's, that's an attraction to itself. Rattlesnakes are all American. North, central, and South.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. 100%. So do you guys have, as far as like the collection, is it all U S?
4: No, but it's primarily U S. Most of our visitors are, are U S. So, uh, we try to have everything that they might find in their backyard. We do have Mm -hmm. some central and South American species. Yep. We talk about uh, other pit vipers and the coral snake. And uh, tr- so many people now come in with a picture on their phone wanting to know what what they saw and how dangerous is it. And, and in most cases, it's a non-venomous snake. And we, we go through that. And the question comes up, what happens if I'm bitten by a rattlesnake? And I, I start by telling them the death rate from rattlesnake bites is about one in a thousand so i wouldn't you know lose sleep over that you're probably not going to be bitten anyway i did read today yeah actually. um he um, was an older gentleman i believe he was in 90.
2: he was and i don't quote me on this but i think he was top of the of the of chain of command for one of the rattlesnake roundups he got bit and actually yeah got I read that today and i was
0: like oh, it, oh, well. it does happen
2: i'm like does karma exist i mean i'm not going to go into <laughs> yeah that, but
4: <laughs> yeah
0: karma's a bitch
4: you never, you never know <laughs> Yeah, right uh, it does happen and so many times when it does happen it it's brought on by the, the person uh, uh dealing with a snake mm-hmm. i remember a story mm-hmm. uh, i think it took place in iraq two hunters were out and came across a snake and one decided he'd uh tormented by pinning it down with the butt of his rifle and the rifle came up pulled the trigger and killed the guy with his own gun and his friend oh, wow. watched that happen ouch yeah oof that's karma uh, yeah I mean... <laughs> I mean another one i like is a guy that bought a new truck and uh had a gun rack installed immediately and was he- heading home and found a rattlesnake crossing the road. So he pulled his truck off to the side of the road, jumped out with his shotgun, ran around the other side of the snake, took aim, shot, and missed, and all those pellets ricocheted up and hit the side of his brand new truck.
1: Oh. That's a
4: good story.
2: Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. Not a Darwin Award, but close
0: enough. Yeah. <laughs> nobody Poetic died, justice. Including the Poetic snake. justice. Yeah.
1: Do you great. do you have any involvement in terms of like anybody that gets bit locally? Like, are you guys a point of like reference for law for enforcement or hospitals? Or yeah, and okay. I, I
4: go, I, I'd visit uh, snake bite victims at the hospital. They'd even give me a call, and I'd do a little interview. So I have a, a lot of those, and uh, I learned through my experience that that bit about uh, most snake bite victims being young drunk males is not necessarily true i hmm. i uh, interviewed a lot of women a lot of kids uh, the most unusual bite i visited was a young navajo boy who had been bitten uh, he was in the room alone bouncing on his bed when i walked in but it was his head was swollen round like a soccer ball and the fang marks from the snake were right between his eyes oh and I talked to him for a while. He told his parents one story, keep out of trouble. He told me he had picked the snake up, a young uh, prairie rattlesnake, and held it up to his face for a good close look.
1: It's what like the that? worst species. To do.
4: <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of the worst.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's incredible. Things oh. are just
1: so temperamental. Oh, incredible.
4: They don't like to be picked up. Nah. <laughs> they don't like to be kissed, nah. yeah right wow. <laughs>
0: huh. well, gentlemen, what are we looking at in the background there?
2: yeah, so this is just uh a small section uh we're kind of in the back corner of the of the furthermost room um in the far corner, I guess let me see here. these two are in the Sarasti species, so some horned species um in this we have a panamint and a speckled um and actually, that's a pretty cool shot, Bob. I don't know if you've seen him on uh, what he's doing. Uh, we have a melanistic atrox on the bottom here. Oh, cool. I, my top mm-hmm. shoulder. Uh, a southern Pacific on top. Um, you have a western.
4: Northern Pacific.
2: Northern Pacific on top over, uh, let's see. I'm going the completely wrong way. Man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> inverted. <laughs> in yeah. backwards.
1: We struggle uh, with it every week. Yeah every
2: and week I know I uh, achox just below that guy so uh, like I said this is just a small corner I don't know if this is gonna totally mess up everything but then I've got a few other displays over here behind me um, and like I said this
4: is just the the back back corner uh, with, can, with oh I gotta recite the the snakes down that line so uh, a Hopi uh, prairie rattlesnake uh, an Arizona black midget faded wow a South American rattlesnake, tiger rattlesnake. What do we That's have?
0: fantastic.
4: Great great basin. It just and keeps the, going. It
0: does. It does.
4: Yes, come around uh, feeding time or cleaning time, it does
0: go on and on and on. <laughs> and I love how you guys have, you know, you've got your plaques on the top and the bottom of the glass. Everything yeah, looks it's like looks- it's Everything looks like it's head height, which is great. Is that like spridge underneath them?
4: Yeah, we. Uh, I'm in the middle of redoing the signage, but I have signs for kids down below. Uh, Most of a one-liner that will give a little uh, interesting tidbit about that snake. I don't think
1: uh, I've ever seen that done before. Yeah, that's real smart. I love that.
4: Yeah, we get the kids involved in, in the reading. That's important. I'm working in a library right now, too. Um, I want to get the kids uh, reading. And I, I started by collecting reptile books, and that expanded into uh, other, other animal groups, birds, insects, mammals, and then nature books, and then wildlife books, and then biology, and then other sciences. And, and now I collect anything I think will be of interest to kids, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs>
0: uh, art, and all Was, kinds was that of a right? Clobberi- yeah being arboreal uh, so that's that's the
2: speckle right bob yes, speckle? the speckle's
0: mm-hmm. hanging out in the in the bushes.
2: I just saw him, and I was like, man, that's kinda of funny that's and he's crazy, up man. there <laughs> kind of
4: get his rattle at the I don't
2: know, I don't know oh wow, look at that wow. rattle, yeah, I don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to do this with an ipad. I'll tell you that much no, you got uh, it, man, you're doing good and then uh the melanistic guy he's down here, I don't know if you can see him, oh, oh man, man. mm mm-hmm. Pretty good size on him and then the uh the albino next door nice Uh, this guy's this guy's kind of posing a little bit southern pacific i don't know how well you can see him hopefully you can no he's good he's good his his cousin next door but uh and then we have a little bit of of non-venomous in this rack uh within the visions uh, an Everglades rat uh, down the way. I don't know if you, how well you can see the the bottle collection. I'll try not to shake you guys up too yeah. much. Wow! Um, look at that. But that's a that's a view of the the next wow. room down the way there.
4: Show show the bottles a little more closely. I want these guys to look for something we don't have. There you go. <laughs>
0: that's
1: <laughs> you need awesome. Some, some Steve Snake's venom hot sauce is what you need. There you, you go. What? We're
4: we do, have to donate yeah. that. We have a hot sauce collection too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get with Steve, and we're gonna definitely have to donate that for sure. Right.
2: And then behind me, we got a few more visions with some uh, with some bigger fellas. Might be able to recognize some of these guys. Oh, nice! That one's a hybrid. With the hybrid up top.
1: Oh, well, yeah.
2: And then Eastern a turn and a true Eastern there. And then there's a berm in here. A couple bugs this way. So these are the some of the contributions that uh, I indirectly helped out with, which is pretty <laughs> pretty awesome. I'm I'm stoked to say that my legacy lives on.
0: That's um, great.
4: <laughs> a lot of the bee, bee things behind you there, Mike, are donated. Oh yeah, we'll definitely show those guys. So a few more
2: visions with uh, a few more sticks on this side. And then if we spin around a little bit, here's, uh, here's the B wall. That's awesome. A few things, really cool things in there, honestly. And then some, some more local guys that you can find. Um, another hybrid. This guy's always
4: out and about it. I, I enjoy watching him. That's uh, an Aatrox Viridus, a Western Diamondback, a pretty rattlesnake hybrid. Wow.
0: That's cool. This
2: this guy's pretty deep in the blue, and I don't know how well I'm going to be able to get him. Um, He's back in the corner there. That's a
4: patternless Aatrox Western Diamondback. I'm so used to talking to tourists. I, I don't... I Never know who I'm talking to. <laughs> no, you,
0: you can you can speak scientific to our our crowd. We're we're cool with it. Oh, we got a little bit of an action shot from the big boy. Nice. Kind of I miss my Aatrox. I don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say this guy was rattling at me yesterday after cleaning.
1: I enjoyed it. It was a fun snake to have. It was definitely neurotic.
0: <laughs> to but. say the least.
2: I don't know how well I can get he's to a, this guy, but a,
1: uh phonopelma. Um
2: uh, let's see. Yes. Yes, indeed it is. Good eye, sir. And then we have some more drinks here.
4: Oh wow, that's let's crazy. We could have quite a party here someday. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Jones,
2: say.
1: that's awesome.
2: Um, vinegar and sushi's yeah. hanging
4: out. I don't know how
0: King well Cobra malt
4: liquor.
1: Yep, <laughs> that's you gotta have that if you're gonna have the collection. got have Go so this one,
4: Jones. That's that's my favorite. Which one? Can you read the the Jones soda with the uh, snake sign?
0: Uh, barely. What's it say? Strike. Um. Let's see. And I can't tell where you. Where Sobe.
1: You're...
0: <laughs> Good Am Lord. I in a Sobe
1: bottle? It's hard to tell. I used to drink Sobe all the time. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Whatever happened to Sobe? I don't know. I, don't, I think they went under, man. Ah, what a shame. Uh, the best yeah, bottles.
2: The sign says, uh, please break for snakes. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's great. That's great.
2: Cane soda.
0: Um, Good stuff.
4: Some of the Native American art.
0: Oh, wow. Look at all that.
4: All of these kachinas are uh, reptile related with the exception of a spider woman and a bumblebee kachina. Uh, oh. s- some of your watchers may may know about the kachina dolls. They're a big deal here in New Mexico. Um, they're, most of them are Hopi made or Zuni Indian made, but the Navajos have gotten in on it. These are all Hopi done by one man over a 25 year period wow if you look close you can see snake designs yeah one there to the right is the bumblebee next is the spider woman to the left of that is the lizard kachina the green one is a frog kachina and then the turtle kachina on the far left
1: we are still here. I'm just making you guys like the widescreen so people can see it.
4: Oh, yeah. I can't even
2: see the screen, so you're good to go, man. I just, like I said, I just hope I can get everything in the shot here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. And this is, see, this is be bad for me because I would have to do 10 laps just to make sure I got everything, yeah. you know? There's <laughs> so much stuff to see.
2: Yeah, you're, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. awesome. And let's see. Uh, we got some growlers up top, also uh, reptile themed and such. That's fantastic. With the with the best one on the end there. You'll <laughs> see it in a second. Hey,
3: there it is.
4: <laughs> oh, nice. And then if we, if we enter into this room, before oh, you get too far away. That's right. We got to show the, the place. place. Oh, there we go.
1: <laughs> oh. There's
2: a few different. Two different states.
1: That's oh, I like great. the horn lizard Texas one. That's awesome. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. Really cool. I
1: love me, love me some horn lizards.
2: We definitely they're not as prevalent as they used to be, unfortunately, out here, but when you a it's, it's, it's really, really fun and it's an honor, I think. So yeah, we could definitely get the plates. And then like I said, if we step in here. Um what well, this was almost fifty-fifty hots versus Local don, uh, yeah. yeah, roughly. Uh, my friend, so I had the honor of cleaning this cage. Um, oh, she's in the back there. I don't know how well. Let's see. I'm gonna transition just a little bit. She, uh, she's hanging out in the corner here. I don't know if you guys can see her at all.
0: No, nah, it's it's getting kind of fuzzy. You're getting mostly sand. <laughs> Am over. I getting sand? Maybe if I. Do one of these numbers. Oh, there she is.
1: Uh, there we go. Here,
0: uh, pitch it down a little bit. There we go. A little Gila action. Gila sleeping action. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple
2: um, local species. Nice little king. These guys are super fun to find. And then the... Um, it the Steve well.
0: Wall. Oh, wow. Milk here. She, A little, she, little Irwin I like Shrine. I like it. little Irwin Shrine, definitely.
2: Yeah. This,
0: this is this, definitely going to be an episode that people need to watch on YouTube.
2: Yes, for sure. Um, This is one of my lifer species. I've never been able to find one of these guys, but hopefully this will be the
4: year. Nice. Uh, New, Mar- New Mexico Milk. That one's sponsored by the Herpetological Society in memory of Charlie Painter, our past. State herpetologist, big Very name cool. here, big name
2: out here. A yep. few more cages go into the, the front room, the, the 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 front experience, and then we have an arboreal species that's not arboreal right now, but there's a green tree python in there. She's a- hey, um, Mojave, kind of hanging out. And then this guy,
4: which man, such a stunning animal. Is that a ruber? Indeed. Yes. Nice. Show the plate in here. I was going to mention we do get a lot of New Mexicans in here, of course. And so we put a New Mexico license plate up, an old one, in the enclosures of species that can be found in our state.
0: <laughs> that's a good oh, idea. That's great. <laughs> that's fantastic.
2: Uh, a giraffe school because everyone needs one.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not,
2: right? Bob, tell us more about these guys. Okay, this is a lot of Native American artwork, uh, the small stone uh,
4: carvings or Um uh, They do a lot of different animals, um, mostly southwestern animals because they're done by primarily the Zuni Indians on the west side of, of New Mexico. If you look close, you can see rattlesnakes, you can see some non venomous snakes. Gila monsters right in the middle. Those are very unusual. The lumpy, bumpy ones. And these are some pretty well-done fetishes. A lot of people collect fetishes. They'll try to get different animals, deer, beavers, even spiders and bats uh we concentrate on on the reptiles of course there's some pottery native american pottery um some basketry down in the bottom some other kachinas uh some miniature kachinas coming up there i can't see what, what your I are mean, what you're wow. focused on the
2: striped guy oh, okay that's awesome
0: so much so much detail in such a tiny little sculpture yeah that's wild
4: uh, yes things are an inch tall this is uh aboriginal artwork from australia that was wow. sent to us by a lady a lady living in brisbane she is a a huge rattlesnake fan living in the wrong on the wrong continent <laughs> uh she and i talked <laughs> off and on for 10 years before she finally made it up to visit And uh, we put her to work for two months. She's done volunteer work a couple of times, and uh, she's a lot of fun. She is a wonderful gal, but she brought that painting with with her one time. We do collect uh, movie posters, too. We've got a large collection, but they take up a lot of room. So uh, we're looking for a bigger building. Uh, This is one of my favorites. It's so dramatic. From 1934. Wow beyond uh, Bengal, i tell the kids that, that that's me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome i, I may mean, believe him
4: of course and then we have these guys we don't have hor- live horned lizards here at the rattlesnake museum but we've got a detailed sculpture of all 14
0: species that's, that's awesome. cool that's super cool
2: these guys are some of my favorites for sure. They, they yeah.
4: are so well done.
0: They're kind computer I, and I, I kind of want that in my house, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. I did not appreciate those until we got our hands on them. In yeah, Texas. you know, I, I mean, then I, I'm just I fell in love with them. You know, they're just so, it's such a cool group. It's Terrific. hard not to, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then moving into this section, uh, it's a little bit more of.
4: How do you want to describe it, Bob? It's well. There's there's different collections here. There's snake oils, which are
0: that's uh, awesome. Fake medicines. That's fantastic. That right there. That that's the cellar right there.
4: <laughs> Below that are the next shelf down are ceramic uh, sake bottles that are shaped like snakes or turtles. That's cool. Not not that's real cool. common. And down below that are bottles of Habusaki, the snake wine. Uh, if you notice, there are real snakes embalmed in, in a bottle of liquor.
0: That's crazy. Have you ever actually drank the Habusaki? No, I've
4: heard uh, stories that turn me away.
0: Yeah, same here. Same here. I, I did take a, a whiff
4: of one. It smelled like a dead snake in a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
4: this in the middle is um, the the uh, snake and skull. Uh, a lot of people call it a humidor, but it, it's actually uh, was used to store opium. Uh, in this country, they might use it <laughs> as a humidor. <laughs> but um, my dad bought that piece. When he was five years old in California, he saw it in an antique store and fell in love with it. And uh, I think he told me it cost him $5, but he had to pay that over time, Uh, you know, making a nickel a week for allowance. It took him a while, but he had that uh, in his office my entire life. And uh, when we opened the museum in 1990, he says, you need this. You need to show this at the museum. So I've gone out of my way to look for others, and we have a collection of a little over a dozen of those. And the book to the left of that shows one of those opium casks on the cover of a book.
0: Wow. The other
4: bottles down there are just poison bottles. Um, Bottle collectors will take a second look here. Uh, a lot of poison bottles have ribs or little uh, nibs on them, so that if you pick them up in the dark, you'll know your your hand oh. is poison. Uh, the next shelf up here is a. We try to explain the difference between poisons and venoms, and uh, we we use Snow White as a good example. She's taking an apple from the Wicked Witch, and of course, it's not a venom animal; it's a poisonous animal. Uh, apple <laughs> uh, uh, poison being ingested.
0: That's t- too great, man. I love this. Well,
4: okay, thanks. These are old. Uh, um, to, I think we should be able to talk. here. Okay. Uh, these are old, old snake oil bottles. These are a little rare, less common, and more valuable. Um, hard to come by, but this will really stop bottle collectors in, in their tracks. are looking
0: at that's great. I mean, I, I, what's crazy is you know every single one of those bottles has its own story. You know, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely. That's fantastic.
1: I, people are still doing it. It's just crypto-related things that they're uh, they're trying to do. Right? I was going
4: to say it's <laughs> it, it modified a little bit, right? This is a part of our collection of old comic books with reptile covers. Um, most of these are what, 1930s, 40s, 50s? I always ask the kids to tell me which one is their favorite. And it's never the same.
0: <laughs> that's great.
2: <laughs> we got a little bit of everything, that's for sure. Um behind you is a,
4: this is a Remington oh. statue uh, called the rattlesnake. You've probably seen that somewhere. Uh, a horse rearing you're, up. You're, you're,
0: you're, Your fingers that? blocking the camera.
4: Oh, I figured. Uh, How about now?
0: Nope, still there.
2: Oh, uh, let's see. This is proving to be difficult.
0: There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I've actually seen copies of that statue before.
4: Oh, an interesting story with that. I was in, uh, where was it? Philadelphia in an antique store. They had a reproduction of that done uh, somewhere in an Asian country. And instead of a rattlesnake at the bottom, they had a cobra. Hmm. Now, Why Revin- not? The statue Revin- yeah, called the rattlesnake, but they didn't know what a rattlesnake was. So they put a cobra in there crazy this uh you can focus in is a rare old sewing machine from the 1850s i don't know if you see the snake there yeah takes a minute to to focus in on the snake but somebody uh, designed that sewing machine with a snake as part of the, that design
0: very cool Hey, does, does your iPad have the ability to flip the camera so that you're using the back camera and you guys can see the screen? Um, because we're losing the audio, too, a little bit. Uh, let's try this.
2: Oh, I just turned it off. So I'm on a browser, and it won't let me... Nope, that's going to shut it off. Won't actually let me flip. Uh, okay. I maybe... no, don't worry about it. Let's see. You Still getting a good shot though. Maybe I'll just do
0: yes. it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's much better like that. Yeah, because I think the way you were holding it, you were guys were getting a little muffled.
1: You got a Mac tans in there.
0: Yeah, I do actually.
1: Nice.
4: Uh, let's
2: see. Where are we at? Okay, we looked
4: at the... uh, a quick story when uh, Blackwood dies here, people say, well, where do you put <laughs> a new one? They say, we go out on the patio
1: and pick it up. <laughs> yeah, they're not uh, not hard to come by, that's for sure.
4: Not out here? No. In every yard of this town. There's the,
2: uh, the famous Craig exhibit. Oh, nice. I know
4: where you are.
2: Okay. Can you maybe if I do
4: this? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to see what, where, is your camera over here? It's pointed should
1: be. straight at the, the mug right now. Am I covering
4: the camera? Yes, yes, there it is. It's on that side. So, okay. I'm going to watch you. Well, there's his mug. Excellent. this mug. His mug. There's <laughs> a picture of him at the at the front door of the museum. And then Jeff's mug. And the mug he sent back to us, the Late Late Show mug. That's more Native American art.
2: Just some fun stuff.
0: Super awesome.
2: And then, if we want to, do you want to go to the front room also, Bob? I'm following you. Little hog nose. (laughs) Nice. Just hanging out in the
0: blue. A normal hog nose. That's a rare thing these days. Yeah, I was gonna say the
1: rarest morph.
0: The rarest morph. Oh, uh, let's
2: see. We have another local guy here. Um,
4: yeah. The
1: coach. Oh, worked.
2: nice.
4: He's hiding his face. He, um, he came in injured. He's doing very well. He's an amazing feeder, and uh, fairly handleable. The plan was to set him free this spring, but, uh, man, he's loving it here, and we're loving having him.
0: Yeah, right. And these
2: guys are one of my favorites. I had some of these for a while, uh, but the Bogertophus, the Tres Pickles Rats.
4: Hell, there. yeah.
1: There <laughs> it is.
4: The Bocularis.
2: We yep, love us some bogeys. The Subox are really, really fun. Um, let's see here. Bob mentioned these shortly glass
4: collection Mm -hmm. yeah all of the glasses in this case were designed by one frenchman back in the 1960s and uh they're they're hard to come by too but they're sure fun for us reptile people uh the newest ones that we just put on exhibit are these snake Snake glasses. I don't know how well they are showing
2: up. I was going to say that we might get a little bit of glare, but
0: I yeah, we we can see them.
1: them. Yeah, no, they're good.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you: Do you guys have any snake or reptile coins? Say that one more time. Do you guys have any reptile-related or snake-related currency or coins? Yes, we do.
4: Um, Old Civil War era. Um, paper money. Um,
0: That's really cool. But
4: quite, quite a few coins. Uh, I know there's a long ways to go with that. Um, yeah. And stamps too. Um, I'm working on a collection of postmarks from towns with reptile names. Oh, thanks. They still exist. There's still an alligator Mississippi. There is a Viper Kentucky, but they don't have a post office. So So they're not producing the postmarks anymore. But the list goes on and on. I spent a whole night, and I mean a whole night, till the sun came up, uh, going through lists. uh, Every state, all of the old towns, and compiled a list of a couple hundred towns that have or had reptile names. Uh, There was a a rattlesnake California. Uh, There was a rattlesnake Ohio. I have yet to run into anybody from Ohio that has heard of that, but we've got a postmark. Uh, there was a rattlesnake, Florida, and it was very popular uh, to be sending sending uh, mail out of. It no longer exists. It is now part of Tampa. Um, in New Mexico, we had a lizard, in New Mexico, an anaconda, in New Mexico, and a, and a rattlesnake, in New Mexico, but none had a post office so they don't work well for that collection Um,
0: it's a shame
4: yeah washington had had a town called snake river i believe uh colorado has a rattle had a rattlesnake butte um and it goes on and on and on uh not so many in texas however which is unusual That
2: is kind of shocking
4: yeah
2: yeah this guy guy coins
4: and are a lot of fun for our visitors these are some of the first
2: enclosures when you walk in, um, and you might recognize these
4: up top. This
2: guy, if you can see him, hopefully you can. No. Uh,
0: what Is are we? Is that a pygmy? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
4: a young young uh, timber.
0: Uh, oh yeah, we're, yeah. We we can we can barely see him. <laughs> I was gonna say that's his favorite perch. Nice. I like the water, perch. the uh, the water pump. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some Melosis
2: Monday action. I don't know if you guys were able to see that post. Oh yeah. This guy, I love watching this guy because he always looks like a sad puppy dog on that rock.
1: <laughs> his little face. <laughs> just nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He
2: just likes to
4: hang out. He really does spend his time looking back at the,
0: the visitors to the museum. I think he's waiting. fascinated by them. Yeah, waiting for that fence lizard to run by that never will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like,
2: and, then, uh, and then on this side, we have this really incredible sculpture.
4: Oh, that's cool. Let's see how that's looking. I'll be looking, Bob. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'll put my hand here for size reference. Wow, I was going
1: to say good it's thought. life size, but that's a little, it's a little <laughs>
0: <laughs> And that's that's a great sculpture, man. So many cobra statues come out like cheesy and cartoony, but that one's really good.
4: Yeah, I don't know if you can. Let me help you with. Yeah, yeah, please. How about up are into
0: face? There we go. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. That's a great sculpture, man.
2: So this is actually one of two of the sculptures made by the same gentleman. Um, the first one is is incredible when you first walk in to the museum and the gift store and then exhibits. You... Um, a couple
4: couple old guys got some crocodilian skulls no live crocodilians here at the museum, but Got a a gharial skull, um, Nile crocodile, saltwater crocodile, um, an American crocodile, an American alligator. Down below where uh, I think you're aimed right now. can you? Now there's nothing on the screen. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're here.
2: Technical dips. We're we're,
4: we're live. There we go. Oh, I see. Uh, Gharial sucus, prehistoric crocodilian.
1: I'm hoping, and we're
4: saving up bad. for a sarcasuchus. And then this guy.
1: What's the What's the cobra sculpture made of?
2: It's bronze. Oh, nice. And this is AJ.
4: The artist that did the sculptures is from from Santa Fe. He is really really good. Uh, the rattlesnake that he did uh, that we have an exhibit. He entered into uh, a year long. Uh, arch contest and he took first place so we're not the only ones that appreciate rattlesnakes <laughs> definitely i'm going to show the poster behind you oh yeah definitely this is the uh, the rattlesnake museum poster we we do sell quite a few of these it's a reproduction of an 1850s um, mexican border survey uh engraving
1: I love those old uh, natural history illustrations.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I do
1: too. It's incredible and how, how we well actually... they detail them like that back, you know, given the time.
4: Yeah. Yep. More more than you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that have been to the museum will pick up that poster. They would never have thought to hang a rattlesnake on their wall at home, but they they appreciate the, the detail in that. I don't know if you can get closer to that, Mike. Let's see, and see, be able to see that detail.
2: If I can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, even the keel, the, the keeled aspect of them too.
2: Right, and then we might be able to get there. It is his tail.
1: The vent with the split and everything—that's just wild, man. That's cool,
2: right? And then if we take a, just a short little right-hand turn, get a, a good view of the of the gift shop overall. Just so much cool stuff. More plates on the ceiling, like you guys mentioned earlier. Um, and then I'll come around this corner so you can see some more of the, the crock skulls. It looks like that's actually coming through all right. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: dimetrodon the upper right we try to explain to the kids seem to know but adults don't know the difference between reptiles and dinosaurs so we we go through that kids know more about dinosaurs than i i do there are (laughs) a lot more dinosaurs now than than there were when i was a kid
0: hey that's how we all started you know that's true
4: that's true
2: like i said we're going to be doing some giveaways some shirts definitely included um, I'll try not to shake you guys up too much, but I want to definitely show the uh,
0: the big guy.
4: Whoa.
0: yeah! was not expecting that large of a statue. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your head in there, Bob, just for a scale. Here's my hand. Here, tilt the camera up a little bit for us. Oh, there, oh, there we go. go. There wow. we go. Wow.
4: nice uh, people come in the first thing they do is put their hand down on it and then they read this sign <laughs>
0: <Oops>. <laughs> yeah that's classic
4: you get the rattle the rattle stands about nine or ten inches tall
1: that's freaking cool
4: just a little there, bit. there you go
1: How long did it take him to do that?
4: Uh, You know, he first uh, sent me a picture of the clay sculpture he was working on and asked me if I'd be interested in having it on consignment here at the museum. And I said, uh, heck yeah. Not exactly in those words. And um, I mean, it was just beautiful from, from the go. And when he finished it, he brought it down here and we set it up and actually had it here, uh, with a, uh, price tag on it. But a few years after it sat here, he asked to borrow it back to use in that art show. And, uh, of course it was still his. So I said, yeah, no problem. And he took it and put the uh, Cobra in its place while he, he had the rattlesnake and he brought it back a year later with a first place ribbon on it. And he says, you know, uh, I really want you guys to have this. Um, It's it belongs at the Rattlesnake Museum, and and he offered it to us at a price that just covered the cost of the foundry cost, and uh, we're just thrilled to have it.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's what it's all about, man. That's a great
2: piece. This is one of my favorite photos, and hopefully, I can get it. Can you see it,
4: okay, Bob?
0: <laughs> yeah. What's the caption say? Oh, uh, it, it
4: just explains uh, that photos like this can be seen on the internet, where the snake is closer to the camera. Oh, exa- yeah. Exaggerating the the length, uh, everybody looks at it. They they don't read a word. They can't take their eyes off the snake, and I have to explain to them it's on a hook. You know? Can you see the hook at the top? Yeah. And it's uh, towards the camera, so what looks like an eight- or nine-foot rattlesnake is actually five-and-a-half. But I also yeah. explained to them that five-and-a-half feet is a big rattlesnake. I've seen a, an awful lot of rattlesnakes in the tens of thousands, but every other customer that come, comes in here has seen a longer snake than I've seen.
1: Oh, of course. Of course, 15. of course.
4: Yep. And they're constantly chased by these snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right.
2: But yeah, that's a little bit more of the gift shop and some more of the awesome stuff that we have. More stickers. It's Just you name it. We awesome got it. Like, like I said, uh, you guys were mentioning that giveaway and, and the charity th- type things. Um, we'd be more than more than happy to help out and support the cause for sure. And I hope I'm not making you guys completely seasick here.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. But, yeah, we, we appreciate that, man. That's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's us.
1: That's great. How man. many animals total do you guys have?
4: Oh, I get that question all the time, too. It changes from day to day with all the rescues and births and, and so on. But on exhibit at any one time, about 80 and um nearly that that mini off exhibit
1: wow
0: yeah it's it's a great collection man great collection thank you we're
2: we're definitely proud of it that's for sure this guy's always out and about doing his thing i don't know if you want to show this snake yeah definitely We skipped over that i don't know i wonder if i can get the
4: well why don't you zoom in on the snake and then show them what the rest of them Statue looks like. Guys, getting that one okay?
1: Yeah, it's a sculpture of Phil over the weekend. Is (laughs) (laughs) Is
0: that it like a Saint Michael thing?
4: No, it's uh uh, the uh, blind justice statue that the uh, lawyers use
1: from Uh, from the Metallica album. Yeah, there you go.
4: There you go. A lot of people
0: don't know she's standing on a snake.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. I've always seen it from like the navel up. Yeah, right? And up behind her is Medusa. Phil does carry a sword with him when he goes road cruising like that, too.
2: (laughs) I thought we all did. Yeah, right? Medusa up there. Very cool. Back into the bottles, and then these enclosures here. I'll give you guys a little... Sneak peek of all these guys hanging out. Great basin hanging out. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. This guy I posted yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Absolute stunner, right here.
1: Oh, yeah. This
2: guy's fun. Little. If it's if midget is frowned upon, can we use like little snake faded? <laughs> no,
0: we say we say midget on this show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well midget faded to be exact. Arizona Black. Nice.
2: The the prairies that chase everyone. Oh yeah, look at that. And then oops, there goes my water, and then the Hopi. Right next door.
0: Oh, somebody woke up. Oh, look, at the, look at the fading in, inside the saddles. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous, man. Gorgeous. Almost like yes. pink. Yeah. It's got those, those Willard Eye stripes on the face. Oh, Yep. Awesome.
2: I've seen so many variations on colors of these guys. It's really, really cool. And I'm colorblind. And I'm like, the fact that I can see that is pretty impressive. So mm. somebody that's not colorblind probably has an even better photo or picture than I do we've got an interesting uh
4: prairie off exhibit with totally different coloration and i would love to get it out here and and uh compare the two for the public they're both natural colorations one a strong pattern one very little pattern get in there mike well yeah guys that's that's us Awesome. What your
1: what's your yeah, what's yeah. favorite favorite species as far as the rattlesnakes go? Uh, for
4: their looks, probably the black tails.
2: I was going to say Malurus malurus for me is it, they always take the cake. I I have, oh, well, um, I don't know if people want to see them that close but, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Malurus malurus for me are definitely one of my favorites for sure just because man, they're just so stunning and striking. It's it's crazy. The clubs, the clubs definitely hold a special place in my heart. Also, because there's so many different locality type. Um, I don't. Are the, a,
1: is the word mutation
2: okay? But, um, but like the color differences and all the all the localities for me is really cool too. So they're they're definitely a very close second.
0: That's great, man. Was that a platypus skeleton? Yeah, that that was a <laughs> that's, platypus. That's, that's the coolest venomous thing in there.
4: Yeah,
2: right.
0: <laughs> and a lot of people
4: don't know that they are a venomous animal. Exactly. The that's males awesome. are mm-hmm.
0: super.
2: Yeah, cool, we're man. very, we're very happy to, to have them. Yeah, now, That's for
4: sure. I think I'm uh, causing some seat
0: sickness here too. It's, it's <laughs> no, nah, you guys, you guys are good. You're good. Awesome. We go. Yeah, yeah that's uh,
2: that's us guys.
0: Well, it's fantastic. We really appreciate Um, the walkthrough and I'm sure we barely scratched the surface as to everything in there. You know, this is, this is simply a a teaser, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like I said, the content that uh, is upcoming is man. I'm I'm excited to say the least because we've got, uh, we've got a lot of really great just local talent uh, with both video and photography skills that have been helping out. Um, Shout out to Travis, him and his wife, his, his new wife as of two days ago, three days ago, Miss Rosie, um, they're out in Scotland right now, but uh, he's been doing a lot of really incredible photography for us. Um, he's going to be helping out with some video stuff as well. And uh, so, like I said, the the content is just it's it's coming. There's a lot, but we're excited because yeah, this is this is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. So awesome! Yeah, it's great. And, I mean, we're very thankful for guys like yourself, you know, th- this group and, you know, including us and, and welcoming, you know, us in with open arms to be able to kind of show off a little
4: bit. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Where are you located, by the way?
1: I'm in well, South Carolina. And okay. I'm in South Florida.
4: Oh, where in South Florida.
0: Uh, I'm in Boca Raton.
4: Okay. Boca. I taught high school biology just north of West Palm Beach.
0: Oh, nice. Where at? Up the road. Uh, the town was Riviera Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Riviera Beach.
4: I lived in uh, Lake Park and North Palm Beach. Nice. Uh, took the kids on a lot of trips out into the Everglades.
0: Yeah, man. It's what we do. It's our backyard.
4: Right?
2: Yeah. And, and
0: and Mike, you said you'd lived in Florida, too?
2: Yeah, I lived in Tampa for about five years. And, um, Kind of North Tampa, more, more so than anything. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and I... Uh, I'm a, I'm a USF alumni kind of, I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't enrolled, but I went to classes anyway. It's kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's good, man. That's good.
2: Yeah. All my roommates were enrolled and I would, I would kind of piggyback with them and it was, uh, it was a fun time. Let me tell you.
0: It's Florida, baby. I love it.
4: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Keep the humidity,
4: please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you live here long enough, you just become immune to the pea soup.
4: Uh, you become part of it (laughs) (laughs) i've
0: been here 21 years and i'm just starting to not sweat in january (laughs) So (laughs) that's good
4: step in the right direction yeah right i never got over that that humidity it
0: was too much
4: and the fact that i think the high altitude in our town was 12 feet
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure right now in my backyard, I'm like 1.2 feet above sea level. (laughs) So if I drive 15 minutes east, it's just sea level.
4: The museum here is just over a mile high, and the mountains in Albuquerque are over two miles high. Wow, uh, big difference!
0: That's incredible.
4: Miss those two,
1: you'll have Have to come come out definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. Do you guys get out and hurt much? Not
4: as often as I did in college days. I'm too busy here, but uh oh maybe half a dozen times a year. When when friends come into town, we'll we'll go out. Um people have to yank me out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> Namely me. Um I've went, uh let's see, I've gone one time
2: so far this season, season as they call it. Um, yeah. And I went to one of the roads and areas that, uh, unfortunately has fallen victim to drag racing and, uh, 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 it's, it's been impacted pretty heavily over the last few years. Um, but now I think it's to the point where it's just beyond. So, uh, it's nice because, I mean, that was, uh, the area that I, I found my first, uh, massasauga rattlesnake, uh, first actual rattlesnake species. And so it holds nice. a place for sure. But, uh, now that, it now that it's a little overrun, um, it makes it difficult, you know, because, you know, those, those feelings and, and, and those memories are still there, but, um, but yeah, so far, uh, one time,
4: uh, this, this year and hopefully many more to come for sure. Yeah, man. Get Mike out to some of the dens. Um, we have fun climbing down into the dens and, uh, taking counts we see a lot of rattlesnakes that's great that's yeah. awesome you guys you
2: guys probably have a pretty decent opportunity to go out and find a, a lot of fun stuff
0: compared yeah, to we try to i don't man.
1: i don't find a ton phil phil's in much mean, more of a, a hot spot than i am but-
0: yeah i think it also it's it's just getting away from the humans You know, and it's, it's, I think it's easier for me than most other people simply because we have great highway systems down here and everything's a grid. Right. Um, so it's, it's 45 minutes and I'm in the bush, but you don't see as much as you used to. So seeing stuff now is still, is still an awesome time, no matter what it is, you know?
2: Yeah. I think that's kind of the trend, right? I mean, oh yeah, no matter where you go, that's just kind of how it is now. Um, I saw a thing in Arizona with some of the new um, housing developments. They're putting large stones um, mm. as erosion protection. And the guy was mentioning, he's like, you know, rattlesnakes love this stuff. So, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: B- Brian from Rattlesnake Solutions.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's like, you know, you're just building rattlesnake houses. Yeah. You know, the human residents may not appreciate this. He's like, I'm not an engineer. I'm not, you know, I don't know how to fix this problem, but. Here's what you're doing in the meantime. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. Hopefully they, you know, hopefully they can do something to kind of help out everyone, including the cold-blooded friends too. You know, of course.
0: Yeah, Brian was telling us that you know he's in the Phoenix area, and there's a Mm -hmm. ton of suburbia being built. You know, over the past three to five years, and he's saying that most of the Gila monsters that live in the foothills, they they basically hibernate in the foothills and then come spring when it's breeding time, you know, May and June, when the males start cruising, they come down into what is now a housing development. So mm-hmm. when they went to sleep, it was desert. And when <laughs> they wake up, now there's, you know, a-, a swimming pool and a white picket fence and grass. Right. So it, he's been he's been doing a lot of, you know, Gila removal because mm-hmm. the the monsters, they, they don't know where to go, you know, so it's sad said It's a work in progress, and but thank God we got guys like you, guys like him that, you know, you're on the, you're on the front line, so to speak. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, like Bob mentioned earlier, I, I don't know how many removals I've done from, you know, venomous to, to non-venomous and just, you know, trying to, trying to throw my two cents in there as I'm working kind of thing, you know, to say, Hey, this is what's going on. This is, and, you know, some of these folks don't necessarily live in, you know, what you would think is like the prime habitat for some of these species, but, you know, they're still finding snakes and, you know, in the front yard kind of thing. And it's like, well, here we go. So I, you know, I go do whatever I can and I try to take as many calls as I can and, you know, try to help out, but it's, it's a lot of work too, you know? So, I mean, big, big shout out to the guys that are doing that stuff full time because I, I mean, I, I watch a couple of guys on YouTube that do it out in Africa and man, like, I mean, not that these guys are a pushover by any means, but rescuing some, black mambas and and those i think i saw a guy do a puff batter yesterday that was pretty pretty decent size and i'm like yeah that uh that might be different from from an (laughs) atrox
0: yeah man i mean at the same time it's kind of all relative you know you you grow up learning and practicing and working with what you got on hand and you know we have our own versions of it and and uh they probably have more of it than we do per se because i think they got way more species that are, are, are up in our, up in our business, but, but I love what you guys are doing and and we we all got to just got to keep on doing it.
2: Yeah. And thankfully it's, it's a positive trend. I mean, even just them alone, you know, there's so many more folks that are, are, are very interested in it. And I think one thing that's cool too, is it's not, uh, it's not gender heavy anymore. It seems like everyone across the board, you know, is, is really, pushing the positive envelope, which is cool to see. And, you know, we try to support, you know, as many of those folks as as well. And, you know, see some of these young ladies that have amazing collections and they're doing great enclosures and, you know, they're, they're teaching, you know, different folks that maybe have no exposure to this. And it's like, you know, when I started, it was, it was just, you know, it was the guys, you know, it was just guys hanging out and talking shop Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, like, you know, trying to trying to show off and, and do that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, um, but like I said, now it's like, I mean, again, I, I hate to to throw myself in the mix again, but you know, having my daughter, she had, um, she, her first snake was a pyro. She had a pyro for a little while. She had a hell yeah, um, hell of a,
1: a girl, first snake, man. A girl with taste. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. She's like, I like that with dad. I'm like, thank God. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And now, now she's got there's horses that she takes care of, and you know she loves those guys to death. And it's like, you know, even if she doesn't take it on full time, like you know, like her old man, you know, there's still, you know, she has the experience. She she can kind of take something away from it and say, hey, you know what, I did do that. You know, and this is what I learned from it. And then, you know, hopefully that passion can can relate to something else. But she uh, she has been talking about being a vet a lot lately. So maybe maybe I did
4: something right. Yep. Nice. Could happen.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, gentlemen, where can people find the Rattlesnake Museum and yourselves?
4: Well, we're in Albuquerque. We're in the Old Town area, of Albuquerque, where Albuquerque started. Uh, early dates <laughs> here 1706. But uh, wow. Yeah, we've been here for 32 years now. Uh, in fact, our birthday is May 5th. Nice. Uh, Holiday we call snake de mayo (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, we'll be celebrating 32 years in a few days. Um, Address is 202 San Felipe. Uh, We're in a a pretty touristy area here. Um, Maybe the uh, most touristy area within Albuquerque. So we get a lot of walk-bys, but an awful lot of people nowadays have found us on the internet and, and come on by. Uh, we're in the process of doing a new website. Um, web address is rattlesnakes.com. We got that early on, but our, uh, our website is is way outdated. Uh, more up-to-date information is on Google uh, and, and anywhere else where all the travel sites Um, we're working on that. Maybe Mike will be helping out with that some too.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, we do have a Facebook page also. Uh, I believe it's the Albuquerque Rattlesnake Museum. Um,
4: yeah, got a couple others too.
2: Yep. And then, um, for Instagram, uh, that's how I it with you guys. It's the ABQ Rattlesnake Museum. Um, I always ask if, you know, if folks are in here or if there's an opportunity to speak for them online, if you tag us in your photos, that would be awesome. Um, just because there's, there's plenty of, uh, opportunities. So it's, it's great to see. And then it's also cool to see like where people are kind of from, you know, that are coming into the museum to visit and stuff. Um, like I said, we do have uh, a YouTube channel under the same name, the ABQ Rattlesnake museum, um, content again, coming from that. And then, uh, Twitter is still um, a conversation piece. We're, we're considering that just so we could do maybe um, more specific updates and stuff. But uh, more to come on, on Twitter and, and what exactly is going to occur there. And then, again, uh, the Patreon page. So that way it'll just work in uh, in unison with YouTube. So trying to cover all our social media bases for sure. Yeah, man.
0: Got it covered. I love it. It's good stuff, maybe gentlemen.
2: Maybe Bob will do some TikTok dances uh, down the road. No doubt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciated it. This yeah, is, uh, it was, awesome. was for the moment, but I think it all fell together, and this is awesome. Absolutely yeah, awesome.
2: Thanks. Again, thanks again for having us and letting us go on about uh, what we do out here. And again, the invitation is open to you guys. You know, when you when you find yourself out west, please you're more than welcome to come by and, and see if you, see if you survive.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> hell yeah.
2: It's awesome. Uh,
0: I, it is now it's now in the bucket list. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Perfect. No, good. that's good to hear. And then, uh, you know, maybe we'll give you a, a couple spots to hit in, in the local area to maybe, Come across some some local guys, even if they're just lizards, like fence lizards and, and and fun stuff like that. Oh, but- dude, I,
0: I got black light in hand. We're ready to rock and roll. All right. Yeah.
2: We-
4: we're yeah. I get a lot of people coming in asking about where they can go to see herps, and I I have to talk to them for a while to decide whether. Yeah. Or- <laughs> oh yeah. You got to The
0: right way or the wrong. Yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to vet them.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> If not the zoos, not not too far. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. We'll go stare at that anaconda.
2: There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank gentlemen, you thank you again, guys. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, if anything, we'll 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 stay connected and, like I said, uh, keep me posted on the uh, the uh, donations and, and that kind of fun sure oh, yeah, raiser stuff. So that way we can definitely be
0: involved. Um, and then who knows what's next.
1: Sky's the limit, guys. Sky's the That's limit. right. That's right. Yeah. And you said you, the YouTube channel exists already?
2: Yeah. The channel's already created and ready to go. We're just uh, going to start throwing some videos. Um, I think we have a couple things. Editing and, and such uh, need to be completed. Like I said, our, our, uh, our, main, <laughs> our main photo guy, he's on, on honeymoon. So I'm not going to give him too much of a hard time for, for now. But uh, when he gets back, I already told him, I was like, man, you got work to do. So enjoy <laughs> your time off because we're going to put you to work.
0: Nice. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. But yeah.
2: Yeah. The channel's created just uh, all in good time. All in good time.
1: Cool. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Hell yeah.
2: We're, we're excited.
1: Yeah. We uh, will definitely tag in everything once we get this up. And uh, yeah.
2: That's awesome. Thanks it. again so much, you guys. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down at the museum shortly. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Mike. Bye. Bye.
1: All right.
0: Good guys, those guys. Good guys.
1: Yeah, I really, in, really enjoyed it. Uh, so before we close out, raffle stuff.
0: Yes, the raffle stuff. Raffle
1: stuff. Dum, dum, dum. So this upcoming raffle... I believe I showed this off before, but we're gonna have one of these snakes and stogies cigar band tumblers. Hell yeah! See if I can...
0: Oh, it's awesome! And you guys are looking at this tumbler on the screen. It it doesn't do it justice at all. Like the intricacies of it. I, I know it's just a cup. I know it's just a tumbler, but. The work that was put onto it and the arrangement of all the bands, the collage of tobacco awesomeness with the Snakes and Stogies logo.
1: Super Supplied cool. by yours, truly. Supplied I'm by sure the Smitty. I almost all of these. I don't know. There was a <laughs> point where I'd steal. I'd get bands from like customers that took theirs off. But most of them.
0: And sure I'd you know also got to realize, too, is there's only as of right now, there's only three of them in the world correct so we're raffling off one of the 3 exclusive i
1: have so i have one more sticker and i've been saving more bands i don't know exactly what the what i'm going to do yet um cuz i kind of feel like chris needs one yeah 100% well we'll have to figure that out but shout out to uh miss d morris at ardour creations who made these uh, and they were kind enough to to make this one and donate it to the raffle. So we're gonna have this yeah. raffled. Uh, our buddy Eric Hernandez has an awesome low expression red coastal carpet that is gonna be up. Uh, Jeff and Kendra are awesome, awesome sponsors. At Puget Sound Pythons, are gonna throw up some isopods. Uh, so we're gonna hopefully kick that off within the next couple of days. We'll draw a winner within the next like following two or three weeks. Um, what we are gonna do differently though is it's not because of Zuckerberg and Facebook and all that stuff, we're probably going to host it on the website. So Um, We'll post about it on there, but this also extends it to people outside of just the snakes and stogies Facebook group. Right. Um, so we can, you know, let people know about it on Instagram. We can let people know about it on Facebook. Still obviously, you know, here. Um, yeah. Patreon people. Um, so it's going to be open to more. We're going to have more slots. We're, we're going to nail down, um, how many slots and at what price here in the next day or two? Yeah. Um, and so and me and Phil had like an hour long conversation about this the other day and how we're going to do it because we want to get back to doing raffles more regularly, you know, maybe less of the samplers that I've been putting together and more, more raffle stuff because we know previously a lot of the people that don't do, don't do Stogies, but are here for snakes. We didn't, uh, uh, the raffles were usually cigar related in some yeah. capacity. So we're going to, you know, if you have anything you want to donate, it can be an animal. It can be anything else. Um, you know, as long as it's healthy and there's no issues, whatever. Uh, I think that goes without saying, but <clears throat> we're going to include more stuff like that. Uh, so we have like a pretty decent list of stuff already that we're going to be putting up. But what Phil and I ultimately decided was that we're not going to do all of those things at once. So we're gonna do like one month is gonna be, like I said, this month, because it's like the inaugural comeback, I guess, of of the the, sure. the raffle. We're gonna do the cup, gonna do that carpet, gonna do those isopods. Um I at some point will be putting up some some corn snakes and rat snakes or whatever, whenever I have some. Um, and just for my own edification, we we
0: agreed it's gonna be first, second, and third, right? Or are we gonna do all together as one
1: big no, you know, no? First, second, so, third.
0: So the so this particular raffle, which is their first inaugural one, it's gonna be the cup three is, items. Is, three items to one winner. Yes. No. Okay, no. No, the one cup raffle, is a, one
1: item. The one cup raffle, is a winner, the
0: snake is a winner, and the isos is a winner.
1: But we're gonna have it set up so that people can buy a slot for which one of those three they want instead of just buying a ticket right. that way. If you you know you don't smoke cigars. You might like the cup, anyways, but sure. For people that want the carpet or are interested in the isopods, they're not.
0: Yes. Okay. You
1: know, they're not going to buy and be be beholden to the cup. So we're gonna somehow. I'm gonna get it on the website. Um. And you know, we still got to nail down how many slots we want to do, but we think this will be good, and I think it'll it'll help raise money for ASF. And um, we've been on the lookout for other organizations too that we think are are good candidates and. You know, it's just people get cool stuff. We help people out. You know, it just, it all, it all works out. It's just, I I really enjoy helping people get hooked up with cool stuff. It's nice to know that the money that we end up donating, especially to ASF, like we know it is really a, like every dollar really makes a difference with that, that organization and what they're doing in in Africa and stuff like that. Um, You know, especially like larger amounts, like a couple hundred bucks, which we've donated in the past from these things, like that is a that's a big big help It uh, is, given how how far the american dollar goes over there in in ghana and stuff like that so it's yeah. uh it's good it's nice to know that i hope i hopefully hope i hope that we we ended up helping someone survive something like that you know and i
0: i think it's safe to say that that whether the money directly helped an individual or an individual's family is almost irrelevant simply because I think it was like 60 bucks gets them a full tank of fuel, food for a week, and water for a week to their crew. Something, I mean, it something, may, it may like
1: not that. now with gas, but.
0: Yeah, but but you see what I'm getting <laughs> at. So, like, the dollar goes a really long way for them specifically. They actually just got a huge grant to build a new facility, a new building in Ghana. Um, and there's it, it's revolutionary. You know what I mean? So, and these people are doing this, you know, because they want to help people. They want to help snakes, you know, and that's what it's all about.
1: It's the most neglected tropical disease snake on bite. the planet. So,
0: yeah, look yeah, out for it. Once
1: again, if you have anything that you'd be interested in donating, hit us up. Um, we'll be posting about when it's starting and kicking off and cut off dates and stuff like that. So, Yep.
0: It'll be great. Be on the lookout. Yeah, and we got some more stuff coming already. Some some other non non tobacco related but still snake related mm-hmm. stuff too. So it'll be fun for the whole family, and uh, we look forward to doing it. It's gonna be fun.
1: I'm especially excited about the Smitty security package, which will yes. include some shims and the very door sweep that I give the Smitty approval of for my snake yes. room door.
3: So, yes. Um.
1: As far as Billy asked about Daytona, I am planning to be there. Um might be changing jobs soon. Don't know yet, so that may change things. I'm hoping it won't. I don't think it will. We'll see. Uh and then Phil, I mean I think you're you're yeah, going. I am I'm, well. I'm
0: going and uh I'm I can speak confidently and say that myself is going, Casey's going, Billy's going. Um I know Chris is I coming. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris is coming. He's actually going to be coming down from Texas, so he'll be there. And uh, the rest of our crew, you know, I I don't know about Ryan and Dominique and them, but we'll uh, we'll find out soon enough. You know, and I'm pretty sure the Gendler's going. So that'll be a blast.
1: This know, Billy, is Mike.
0: Billy Mike Jenkins up. will be there
1: with Terry Burwell's sticker on it on one side, snakes and stogies on the other. I love this cup.
0: I'm actually waiting. Uh, so. I just put in, I wanted to make sure I had my stickers before Daytona because I know summertime, excuse me, summertime, a lot of the the sticker manufacturers, they get, they get bound up and and I know getting supplies and supply chains and everything's going crazy in the world. Right. But I got my order put in for venomous etiquette video stickers, as well as the brand new venom exchange radio stickers. So we will have them for Daytona. And that is also a beautiful segment for me to say that the newest episode, episode five of Venom Exchange Radio with myself and the fabulous Mr. Nipper Reed, uh, just came out last night. So check that out. Episode five, we interviewed Matt McDowell of of Arboreal, uh, I can never say this name, Arboreal Obscurities. Obscurities. Yes. So check it out.
1: Boyga Bonanza.
0: The Boyga Bonanza.
1: 100%.
0: Yes. So yeah, if you come to Daytona, I will have stickers. Just saying.
1: Oh. Well. This has been great. this episode was brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Please check them out. Facebook, Instagram, BlackBoxCages.com. You need a rack. You need a cage. One of these raffles coming up, they're donating a bio G, which is what I have my rhinos in, and they're freaking sweet. It's a, it's great, a pretty awesome case. Great enclosure. I didn't know uh, if you were gonna tell talk about the bio G because... well, we don't know when we're gonna do that one. We gotta, yeah, I, gotta yeah. I gotta coordinate with, with Clinton Jen, but yeah. They've already they've said that they're they're willing to put one up. So excellent. Excellent, excellent. We got some pretty some pretty juicy stuff lined up. We do. It's and it's great. only getting better. So it's only getting better. Check them out. Puget Sound Pythons. Oh man, how many escape snakes constitute a Smitty approved door sweep? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you, I nature, have, for can, you. Thank you. I can nice. sleep comfortably knowing that if they do happen to get loose, which does not happen nearly as much as it used to, now that I have the Smitty security package.
0: Just remember uh, that anytime they're right
1: to the room. Just remember that
0: anytime Ty and Scott break your stones about escapes, it doesn't matter to them because it's all in their backyard anyway. Just remind them of that.
1: This is true. And then I think about their room, and then I think about how much of a scrub it makes me look like.
0: Dude, it makes all of us look like hobos.
1: Literally <laughs> it, might as well be keeping in a crack house.
0: Yeah, I might as well put all of my animals in 10-gallon tanks with cinder blocks on top because that's how I feel every time I see their room.
1: Makes mine look like a freaking ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. Just covered in germs. <laughs> the raffle does not come with rhinos. But you better believe <laughs> when I do produce rhinos, if we're still doing raffles by that time, which I'm assuming we will be, I'm I'm willing to put up some pretty sweet stuff, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's a baby rhino, a shim kit, a door sweep, and a sure guard lock for your door.
1: That's the kit. <laughs> Motion detectors and a bag of goldfish. The baby rhino would be eating mice by then. Oh, I mean, okay. we, just, that would okay. be. I'm not gonna do that to someone. That's just rude. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So Puget Sound Pythons Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. Uh, blackboxcages.com. Because apparently, if you say things three times, that sticks with people better. So yeah. That's the third time. There you go. Um, we will be back. We have John Lasseter on THP on Thursday. It's nice. be a good one. That's we'll be awesome. Some some colubrids because we're just a colubrid show now. We don't pythons are are whack. So <laughs> yeah, we need to get uh, we need to get old Scott back on here soon. Yep. We'll talk about that maybe next week. We'll see.
0: Most we'll we shall see. That's tonight. awesome, though. I'm excited. John's coming on. That's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's looking forward to it too. He messaged me asking all the questions of how we do it. So nice. I'm gonna get the outline together and all that good stuff. And it's gonna I won't lie. I'm a little envious,
0: man. I'm a little envious. Jake better, uh, Jake better pony up for that one. That's good.
1: You know, you can just join us, right?
0: Oh, I don't don't impose. You know,
1: three's a crowd, so. All right. Everyone, have a good evening, good morning, good day. Whenever you are uh, taking in this podcast, once again, you should probably watch it because we saw a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you can just, unless you just want to use your imagination as we're going through, you know, on that journey. It's a great job. What you do is
0: you, you listen to it in the car ride on your way to work, and then you remember, oh, yeah, the middle part, I wanted to see this. And when you go home, you put it on the U- on the YouTube's on your TV on the and biggest enjoy screen
1: it in your house. That's with it. Your VR goggles, yes, and it'll be like you're there.
0: In New Mexico,
1: Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware.
0: <laughs> oh, geez, what a good scene!
1: <laughs> Everyone have a good evening.
0: Bye.